It's your weekly look at the intersection of politics and economics, how K Street and Wall Street come together to impact your street. I'm Dan O'Donnell, alongside the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management, Dave Spano. And you want to talk about big global forces, American government policy influencing even the tiniest thing in our lives. I got an email on Monday from my kid's school district saying that all flavors of milk in eight-ounce cartons will now be 45 cents. Wait a second. What are, so it's chocolate, strawberry, and regular? What, yeah, what I are think the chocolate, strawberry, regular. They might have banana milk. Nice. I don't know. We're in Wisconsin. There's probably yeah. 20,000 different flavors <laughs> of milk. Uh, this is in the email I got from the school district. We had been able to hold our milk price for over 10 years, but now must adjust to current market prices. In fact, the price of milk is something that has really gone up exponentially over the past couple of years, along with pretty much everything mm -hmm. because of inflation. Yep. And while we are down from our massive peak of, what did we get up to, 9% mm -hmm. right. year over year uh, in the consumer price index, we are still above 3%. And if, as I've been saying for, what, two years now, Dave, you can't just measure 3% year over year. You have to take into account the cumulative effect of inflation. Right. We're really up 12, 13, no, 14 20, 20 in the last couple of years. If you in aggregate, 20%. Yeah, in aggregate. 20%. Yep. Yeah. 20% in the last couple of years just since President Biden took office and almost instantly began spending at levels even higher than the previous administration in giving COVID stimulus after the government shut down the entire I mean we've talked about this ad nauseum yep. over the past couple of years, but this is a real-life example of how this actually does impact people's lives. Now, with no false modesty, I, I'm a pretty successful guy. I think I can easily absorb 45 cents for milk whenever my kids want to have milk with their lunch. I was going to quote an Anchorman thing here, but we are, we're good. Not I'm right. kind of a big deal. I, my apartment smells of rich mahogany. I can buy my kids as many 45-cent milks as I want. Uh, <laughs> but the, the point is that, you know, and I, I live in a, a more, you know, upper-middle-class to upper-class school district, okay? The same thing is going on everywhere and in in areas that have a whole lot of parents who maybe can't afford this and let's say it's not a 45 cent carton of milk but rather a grocery bill that all of a sudden goes from a hundred dollars to 175 dollars every week or so that's a big thing when you combine that with the cost of housing going up exponentially student loans the cost of cars, coming back student on. loans coming back a lot of people who are paying tons of money in student yep. loans i got a lengthy email after i talked about this on the radio from a guy who is making he and his wife are making 185 thousand dollars a year they're doing great for those they are still just being buried yep. in student loans they don't have the discretionary spending that they did just a couple of months ago, right? Now yep. that student loans are, are are coming back, you're paying more for everything. This is a huge, huge impact on the economy. And then you have the UAW, of course. That could have an effect on the price of vehicles. And lastly, energy prices, price of a barrel of oil getting towards $100. I mean, all of this is putting strain on the consumer. And why that's important is there's so many 
political decisions and policy perspectives that are going to come down the road this week. You talk about inflation, as you just illuminated. You put that with a government shutdown if that happens, as we pointed out, the striking union. And listen to this, Dan, we've got this, you know, Republicans started to talk about the impeachment of a president and the new information on Hunter Biden's dealings with China. All of that hurts sentiment, and that's the really important piece. Do you think that by the end of this year, consumer sentiment is down Mm -hmm. to the point where we we might actually talk ourselves into a recession? I mean, I know we always get the Santa Claus rally, December, typically a very good year on the market. It just feels a little different to the point, you know, in my world, I primarily focus on politics. The big narrative over the summer is the economy's great. Why isn't Joe Biden getting the credit? And of course, the reality is, is that for many, many people outside of the high paying network anchor job world, (laughs) people are struggling for the exact reasons that I spent the first five minutes of this podcast outlining. Yeah, so there's the wall of worry. Things aren't going great. Yes, there's a wall of worry. But right now, you're asking, will we have a recession? Right now, we had a 3% GDP print, and and they're suggesting that it's going to be positive in Q4 and Q1. So does it fall to a negative GDP? That's not the forecast at the moment. And until labor catches up with the supply of labor, which is which still isn't happening. You're still seeing struggle by employers to find quality individuals to fill that out. You're going to see pressure on that. So and again, energy prices and you know, what happens if they'd start dipping into the strategic petroleum reserve again? That's a real conversation with a hundred dollars a barrel out there. I mean, that's really going to put some pressure on it. So this wall of worry right now is beginning to build right into an election year. So Does it slow things down? Here's the other side of that, Dan. You look at what earnings are expected to be, not only Q4, but Q1 and Q2 of 2024 are really good. Their comparisons are going to look easy, and therefore the market could do well. That's also an indicator of how politics will play out as we get into November of next year. Obviously, it's impossible to predict what's going to happen politically, because not only do we have Republicans threatening impeachment of Joe Biden, there was a poll that came out, Dave, over the weekend. It was an ABC News Washington Post poll that is sending absolute ripples of panic through Democrats in both the party's establishment and the grassroots people who just sort of turned on ABC News for this week with Martha Raddatz, all 12 of them, (laughs) and got the news that Biden was actually trailing Trump 51% to 42%. This has sort of reopened the question. You want to talk about instability. Imagine if you have a president who admittedly has not been especially popular or believed to be good for the economy, at least when you poll voters about this. Could you imagine, though, as this sort of reopens the questions about Biden's age, about Biden's alleged corruption, about all of the issues with him, there are Democrats who are now far more openly than ever before talking about replacing not just Biden, but also the even less popular Kamala Harris as vice president with, say, California's Governor Gavin Newsom. I mean, could you imagine if all of a sudden you've got an open presidential election, no incumbent, And the leading Republican faces 91 criminal charges in four different state and federal prosecutions, all of which will be tried 
in the 11 months of 2024 before the election in November. Still behind. So you looked at that ABC poll, and I looked at that, Dan. Of the Democrats, 33% said Biden, 62% said somebody other than Biden, somebody they want to push forward. That came out of that poll uh, yesterday morning. And, of course, of the Republicans, 54% Trump. And then, of course, 43% said someone other than Trump. And you and I have had this conversation before. Will it be Trump and Biden or will the electorate put forth a different name? Well, right now you're starting to see the Democrats crack right now. We'll have to find out what that happens because this wall of worry is beginning to build. And you think about a government shutdown, Dan. You know, generally the Republicans get blamed for that, right? Especially because of the House. But right now, latest poll as well said maybe the Democrats are trying to make this a political issue and playing with fire, and they get blamed for it as well. So, you know, we'll have to see if there's a bipartisan view of this coming next week. I'm still not entirely sure that there is going to be a shutdown for one and two, that it's really going to have any real world impact. Because there's a difference between economic impact, right? No, 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 no. I get that. I get that. I get that. But it almost seems like even with the economic impact of all of this, it's very quickly forgotten. Am I right? I mean, we've had how many different government shutdowns since 2010, 2011? I'm old enough to remember. Do you remember the government shutdown under President Obama where they actually had to close down parks where nobody there was no staffing and you could just kind of go into the park they had to close down monuments like they closed down the world war ii memorial in washington dc you've been to the world war ii memorial right yes of course it's a giant open space that you just sort of walk through (laughs) there's no need to but they put out the barricades made sure people couldn't go in there because they needed people to feel the impact of a shutdown. And we might have had market disruption. I'll admit, I don't remember this was 2014, 2015, somewhere in there. But it always seems to me like it's just a blip in the overall scheme of where the market is going. Am I right on that? Or well, it is. You know, in, in the long-term, economics really drive that. And there's no question. The reason why we have this podcast is because in the short term, there's policy questions that change and it could affect the, the outcome. But right now, as you pointed out, can you imagine where Biden's struggling to break through against a four-time indicted President Trump? Yeah. I mean, in, yeah. now, 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 here's the flip side of that. These polls, you know, we're 14 months out, right? And we still don't know who's really going to run. And there's a lot of issues between now and then. This week alone is going to map out so many policy issues uh, that, that it could change the sentiment in itself. So this wall of worry is beginning to build, and we need to watch out. By the way, we didn't even talk about the 10-year Treasury. The 10-year Treasury yeah. Yeah. Is, high, the, is the highest number that we have seen since, since the great financial crisis. So 15, 16 years ago, uh, it was the last time we saw a number like that. And that affects everything from the pricing of stocks to the pricing of bonds to how much you pay for a house. So higher interest rates are not good as well. This is always, always, always why we say you need to have someone working with and for you as a fee-only fiduciary, another set of eyes on your road forward financially. This isn't just your money. This is your life. And this is why you need to go to AnnexWealth.com for a free wealth metric. It's a review of your portfolio available only at AnnexWealth.com. Let me jump in right now, there, Dan. So, you know, you talked yeah, about, you know, so the S&P 500 through the first three quarters <clears throat> of the year, up about 15%. But if you tear it apart, and when we talk about looking at your portfolio, what does that mean? What is it built with? 
how much in stocks, how much in bonds, what part of sectors do you have in your portfolio? If right now you owned, for example, real estate down 8%, or for example, utilities down versus energy, technology, and communications, you did not participate at the same amount. That's the reason why we say, how is your portfolio built? What's in your portfolio? Why is it there? Was it a mishmash? Did you just get it because someone referred it to you? Your advisor put it in there and then just left it there, set it and forget it? That's the reason why we do all these asset allocations and tear them apart and show them to you. I want to talk a little bit more broadly about the set it and forget it mentality because that used to be it's sort of a pejorative phrase, right. but the idea behind it is, what is it, the old Warren Buffett saying, if you think stocks are expensive now, wait 20 years. <laughs> the idea that everything is just going to sort of appreciate in value, well, you need to be far more active because while that mantra is technically correct, the rates of inflation now essentially guarantee that everything is going to increase and you need to be beating the market or at least keeping pace with it. And if you've got, you know, an old fashioned investment strategy, you're quite literally going to be left behind. Well, and this is the key. The reason why we've spent so much talking about the Fed and inflation to the point where you say, are we going to talk about the Fed and inflation again, is because it determines interest rates. And interest rates determine what you pay for a stock a stock mutual fund, a bond, a piece of real estate. That is the underlying barometer of how you price those things. So when interest rates move, it determines what you should own in your portfolio. And that's what the reason why we talk about these things. So as we go into the beginning of the fourth quarter and this wall of worry begins to build, know what you own, why you own it, and how much you're paying for it. I, you know, we, We're pounding the pavement again on that statement. And this, this is why we always encourage you to go to AnnexWealth.com so that you can make sure you are moving forward with where you should be. Just very quickly, I happen to yep. see this cross my, uh, cross my computer screen right now. There is some optimism, uh, specifically with respect to the artificial intelligence right. sector. Yep. Have you heard Am chat yeah, GP2? No. Yeah, Amazon? Yeah, right. right. Chat GPT apparently can now answer you with words. It well, can now speak with you. Well, guess what? Guess these big name guys on the radio might want to watch out. <laughs> just saying, pal. Yeah, no, I'm telling you. It, it, just in case you think that, well, I, they're already using ChatGPT to write news stories. Right. Would it be any real surprise if they use it to do well, they radio? I mean, that they, was one well, of the they couldn't bring. They couldn't talk about forty-five cent milk. I'll tell you that right now. No, they couldn't. They, they absolutely. Deliver that with I would experience. defy any robot to do that. But that's actually the the Hollywood strikes that just got resolved. The writer strike that was a big thing that right. Hollywood wants to use AI. I mean, the revolution. Do your kids? Do your kids get coming. the chocolate milk? What do they get? You know, I don't even know. My daughter, my daughter, for a while, we got her off of milk because we thought she was lactose intolerant. Yeah. So I don't know if they really drink milk. I'm taking a wild guess. They're trying their best to sneak soda. If they can. Oh, I don't even right. think they sell soda at the school. Well, that's a dinner conversation. That sure is. All right. We are out of time for this week's look at the intersection of politics and economics. For Dave Spano, I'm Dan O'Donnell. Thanks so much for listening to The Difference. 
Annex Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. Opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect those of Annex Wealth Management, its producers, hosts, or guests. The host of this podcast is compensated for his endorsement of Annex Wealth Management. Information presented should not be considered as tax, legal, or investment advice or recommendation or solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risks. Neither Annex Wealth Management nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast.